Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer First Responder Series for Health Anxiety. Do you find yourself repeatedly worrying that you might have a serious illness? Are you missing out on time with your family or unable to do the things you love because you find yourself frozen in fear that there may be something wrong with you? Does this sound familiar? We understand. We've both experienced health anxiety and we know how awful it feels and how it can take over your mind and cast a shadow of fear over your life. We know that you want to feel better because worrying about your health can rob you of precious time and peace of mind. Over the last nine years, we've uncovered the biggest challenges our listeners face with health anxiety. And in the Anxiety Slayer First Responder Series, we respond to these challenges with step-by-step teachings, tools, and techniques to help you stop anxious thoughts about your health. Learn more at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivier. Welcome back, Ananga. Hi, Shan. Today we're responding to a listener question asking if anxiety symptoms are real or just in our head. Let's begin by looking at some common symptoms of anxiety. We have a list here of some common symptoms of anxiety, which are panic, fear, and uneasiness, being easily startled, jumpy, or on edge, sleep disturbance, feeling unsettled, fidgety, finding it hard to be still, experiencing numbness or tingling in hands or feet, shortness of breath, heart palpitations, feeling cold or feeling hot with sweating, dry mouth, digestive disturbance, which can manifest in constipation or an upset stomach, nausea, dizziness, and feeling ungrounded. And that's not all of them. But when you look through this list, it's clear that many of these symptoms are definitely felt in the body. They are physical, the dizziness, the nausea, anxiety affecting our sleep, heart palpitations, numbness, tingling, many of these are definitely physical symptoms. The more compassionate medical view on this allows for the fact that anxiety and stress provoke the release of hormones into our bloodstream that causes both physiological and emotional results. And when we experience brief spells of stress, the body releases stress hormones that can provoke physical symptoms and changes. When the stress passes, the symptoms will settle as well. The challenge with anxiety is that we get stuck in a fight or flight state and experience ongoing symptoms because the body just doesn't get the chance to stand down from the stress. Anxiety symptoms are real and they are happening in the body, but they are affected by what happens in our mind. I think sometimes it's really important to have that understanding that they are physical because I remember when I was young and I was suffering with really high level anxiety, if somebody was disregarding of of what I was going through physically, and I definitely had physical symptoms every single day, I would feel misunderstood or possibly less than if people would say, you know, you need to tough up, it's a tough world out there, or this is all happening in your head. So I think sometimes we do need that understanding, that compassionate validation that Yes, anxiety symptoms are real. They are happening in our body. But it's also important to understand that they are affected by what happens in our mind. And that's why I like to look at at this at a deeper level and talk a bit about Ayurveda. 
Ayurveda teaches that our mind and our body work very closely together. They're a, a unit that each affects the other. If you're in pain for a long period of time, it will make you feel, or it can make you feel low. It can make you feel really worn down and low. This I know from personal experience. And if we're feeling heightened stress and anxiety, that can take its toll on our nervous system and our body. It really helps to give compassionate understanding that, yes, it's not all in our head. Anxiety symptoms are real and they are physical. But then having understood that, what can we do now to help ourselves, show ourselves compassion and support and feel better? And on top of that, Western medicine tends to separate the mind from the body which can add to our self-doubt and suffering. In Ayurveda, the body and mind, you know, being regarded together as how they both affect each other provides a a new pathway, a better understanding and a a way to support yourself that until I learned about Ayurveda, I had, had no idea. It's a much more compassionate viewpoint and it gives us somewhere to go once we have this understanding. As we've discussed, on many podcasts recently, Ayurveda regards anxiety as a vata disturbance. Vata is one of the three types described in Ayurveda, and it's the type most prone to experience anxiety. But as we've discussed before, anyone can become vata disturbed. If you're new to the Anxiety Slayer podcast, you can find out more about Ayurveda by listening to previous episodes or taking a look at our body type quiz at anxietyslayer.com forward slash discovery. If we look at the symptoms of the vata body type and the and vata imbalance, we can see that they're very similar to the list of anxiety symptoms that Ananga mentioned earlier. Signs of vata imbalance include nervousness, anxiety, panic, and fear, uh, sometimes shaking and muscle spasms, tingling feelings, constipation or bloating, disturbed or interrupted sleep. Feeling ungrounded is a big one, feeling spaced out or scattered, feeling unsettled and finding it hard to be still, lightheadedness, palpitations, and digestive disturbance. Vata is responsible for all movement in our body, from our thoughts, the blinking of our eyes, the steadiness of our hands, to the movement of what we eat through our body. Vata governs it all. Yeah, but as the queen of doshas, the queen of body types, and governs everything. So when we feel shaky or twitchy, for example, we can say it's physical. It's definitely happening in the body. And Ayurveda teaches that that's due to vata disturbance. So knowing this gives us hope in overcoming anxiety symptoms. It encourages us to be kind to ourselves in understanding that it isn't all in our head. There are definite physical symptoms. And taking this further, Ayurveda gives guidance on how we can calm vata and calm those anxiety symptoms. And this is something that we've addressed in other episodes, but we'll give some general guidelines here as well. The key areas to support yourself to reduce anxiety symptoms begin with warmth, warm foods, a warm and cozy sleeping place, wrapping up as warmly as you can when you go out and covering your ears in cold and windy weather. We also have mentioned many times to put oil inside your ears um, before you go out as well. Peace is another key area 
Ayurveda considers overstimulation to be the main cause of anxiety. Change, travel, disrupted routines, too much incoming information from screens and caffeine all provoke anxiety and all of its symptoms. Building peace into your day wherever you can will help. Using noise-canceling headphones and earplugs help turn down the noise that can challenge anxiety sufferers. Reading instead of scrolling feeds and calms the mind instead of stirring it up. You'll find links in our show notes of this episode at anxietyslayer.com with additional resources and conversations that can help you find more ways to calm vata and anxiety. Another thing that really helps calm vata is routine. Vata gets really disturbed by change and it's important as much as we can to try and build routine into our day. It just gives a groundedness and a, a steadiness that helps calm anxiety. It doesn't sound very exciting, but it's, it's very helpful. So trying to get up and go to bed as close as you can to the same time each day really helps. And building in a morning routine that supports calming anxiety. It doesn't have to take much time, but the small investment of time really gives a big payback when it comes to settling our nerves. Uh, some gentle yoga or qigong and a warm nourishing breakfast like oatmeal with cinnamon, for example, really helps start the day feeling relaxed and calming those symptoms and allowing time for morning self-care and avoid starting your day in a rush with a cup of coffee, which will spike adrenaline. And caffeine can be behind many of the symptoms we've listed. And in the evening, some things that you can do are diffusing lavender oil. That's really helpful to, to calm your mind. Playing gentle music while you stretch or take some deep breaths. This will help you release stress and tension before settling down to sleep. You can listen to a guided meditation or guided relaxation, which is also a good practice for calming restless thoughts and improving your sleep. And finally, oil massage. One of the most effective things you can do to calm the symptoms of anxiety is practice oil massage. And we have a lesson on exactly how to do this in our new Anxiety Slayer First Responder course for Health Anxiety, which is available at anxietyslayer.com. Just look for the big yellow banner at the top of the homepage and you can find out more about that course. Oil and warmth are two of the most important things you can do for calming anxiety, particularly when it provokes things like dry skin, shakiness, nervousness, and constipation. Oil and warmth are the key antidotes that Ayurveda recommends for those kinds of symptoms. Thanks again for listening to our podcast and being part of the Anxiety Slayer community. Our mission is to help you feel more peace and tranquility in your life. Visit anxietyslayer.com to explore three ways we can support you with free podcasts, online courses, and private coaching. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. This episode is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer First Responder Series, a supportive health anxiety course to help you feel better because worrying about your health can rob you of precious time and peace of mind. Learn more at anxietyslayer.com.